Okay, boys. Now let's have a good one tonight. Let's make it a good one. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody always has to spoil the intro. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your favorite digital pub landlord, Abfab. Mr. Jonathan Starkey. And I am here, and I am not going to be interrupted by the Raven. Sounds like a dictator. Listen to him. I am. You will shut up. There you go. It really worked. Actually, that that really worked. That did the trick. Hey, what that told him. Yeah, it did. It did. Stats, say hello, sir. Mr. Mark Hartley. Yeah, I'm going to say that focus group that said you were the favourite are lying to you. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to start with a massive hello to our lovely listeners. Of course, you fine gentlemen. Yes, indeed. Gentlewomen. And the gazelle, a.k.a. Trevor Nichols, the second grumpy individual. Go ahead, sir, say yeah, hello. Yes, I'm certainly going to echo Mark's uh, comments there. A very, very warm welcome to all our listeners, and many, many, many of them, because we've uh, we bought loads last week. Yep. We're out in Warrington Town Centre. We've given out loads of incentives. Indeed, indeed. What were they? Were they like sort of sachets of Vaseline to ease their residents' progress into oblivion? <laughs> no, no, no. It's loads of Perona. Oh, a load of Perona. Oh, right, okay. Only the best beer. Well, I'm, I'm leaving hardly any music, so Steve, you better actually just say hello quickly. Yeah, I know she's drawing yourself out as you normally do, but we'll fa- we fancy drawing you out after you've been hung, hung and drawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went a bit wrong. Freedom! I'm trying to talk here. Stop interrupting. You're always interrupting. I don't know where you get this from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where, where like do we get say, it from, Steve? I'd just like to say, when I get a word in, uh, All right, that's it. <laughs> well, that worked well, didn't it? It took too went, long. Uh, my mind went blank there. It yeah, no, it, it didn't take long, did it? <laughs> I just like to say a very fabulous, warm welcome to all our listeners right across Cheshire, the rest of the world, and wherever you are. Hope everything is going well. Hope you can have a great week ahead. Stay positive and look forward to a rather bewildering year ahead. Very troubling times across the world, but I hope you're staying well healthy as wealthy as you can be in a troubled nation and just do your very best that's about 50 yeah. and i, I think it's about time we had another special we have with our uh our friends in connecticut you know so, you oh know, yeah we do that i'll get in touch yeah, we'll with do them. that soon because uh, you know i love that a tale of two titties that, no a tale of two cities come on connecticut yes my birthplace home of the famous thank you all right now, we were tonight going to be enjoying the company of the cutter, but he's cried out at the last minute. He did what give me a call today, and he is did he still say, "Locked up in the shed." This is this Remainer guy, and is he still locked in the shed? No, I think he's been arrested by the Scottish government. Oh no, I'm thinking of the wrong one. The cutter oh, is not. Yeah, no, he's not a Remainer. Oh, no, no, he's not a Remainer. Oh no, I'm mixed up here. I'm not quite with it today. But there you go. No, 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 no. This is very sad. Why? Why is our friend not able to join us? Because at the moment he's doing a lot of training, a lot of different things going on, and I said, training. Is he getting ready for World War Three? Well, I think that was what it might be. He's doing a triathlon, isn't he? Yes. But we think he might get out of it because have you seen how thick his glasses are? I mean, they are thick. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be unless it's not he's. Not very nice. I wear glasses. You can't be saying things like that. Of course you can. Come on, you Specky. Did what did you I'm... ever remember getting called Specky Four Eyes? Yes, I remember you <laughs> last summer or the summer before that grabbing my glasses in the sun, putting them on my arm, and say, "Give us your dinner money." What's that about? <laughs> Give us Horrible. your dinner money. I wear glasses. Burn you. you shouldn't be saying that about people who wear glasses. Not very nice. All right. Okay. Well, we shouldn't be saying a lot of things, but at the moment, what kind of a country is it that we're living in? I mean, because they want you to be conscripted now. And why would you fight for this country if you're being treated like a second class citizen? Unbelievable. Well, I'll, I'll tell you now, if there is constri- conscription, constriction. I can't get a word in Why, What have you got tonight? What was this thing that you've got about constriction and, like, small spaces? There's something something going on here, fellas, I can tell you now. Well, it was the wrong word. 
Now, if there is going to be conscription, I will join up the same day that you do, simply to watch you attempt the army assault course and get over that wall. First thing I'm going to do is just shoot the instructors and say, I passed. Thank you. Sorry, I won't be one because I'm identifying as a wardrobe. <laughs> no way I'm fighting for this country, I'm telling you. No, no nah, way. News, fla- news flash boys, we're way too old. They won't be asking us. What do you mean they won't be asking us? We're probably the brains of the unit. Yeah, but not the bodies. <laughs> All right. You speak for yourself, you lads. Look at this. I'm top dog here, mate. Tell you. Top nah, we can come back to this topic in a bit, can't we? Yeah. We're going to whiz through the roundup. First one. Rishi Sunak suffers his first blow as the Rwanda plan gets its first defeat in the House of Lords. Any comments on that, quick? Uh, I'll comment on that. I will comment on that. Go on. They've just sent over 30 Rwandans. I know. This is what I can't (laughs) get over. Because it's not a safe place. Yes. (laughs) Not a safe place, so they've got to come over here. It's not safe for the Rwandans, but safe for everyone. paid them all that money yep. to, to set up all that. And it's then between three and... I, I said, you remember, I said about five podcasts ago, I said, if you read that agreement, it says they're eligible to send some of their migrants over here. Yep. And, to me, and to you, to me, to you. To me, to you. And Well, it's not to me, to you. It's to you, to you, to you, isn't it? That's right. Because it's none of ours to me, to you. None of ours has gone yet. Nope. And they've paid them all that money. And they said to Braverman at the time, well, you've written this in the agreement. She said, oh, yeah, but it'll never happen. It's happening, love. It's happening. They're sending them over here, and we've sent nobody. Nobody. This, and it's costing, it's costing between three, 350 and $400 million, approximately. Well, it's, to be honest, it's a smoke screen. The, this issue of these, the amount of people coming over on the boats is, is nothing compared to the overall annual net migration figures. Okay, well, let's wrap that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. I was just going to say, you could have spent all that money and bought everyone in the country a few lottery tickets each and made loads of people rich. Yep. There's a relieve poverty. Eh? Yep, absolutely. You know, well, if you think about money. it, what's what's the population of this country now? What is well, it? Well, they say it's about 65, but it's probably more like about 75, isn't it? You don't so know they, could, they could have given every man, woman, and child a million pound each. Yeah, easily. With, with no problem. And made everybody's lives a lot easier. What a bunch of evil, evil conservatives. Now, here's a man who thinks the conservatives are evil. The post office chairman is to leave amid row with the government. So they say it was sort of a a joint decision for him to leave. But this guy's only been in since 2022, I think. He's only been in in for a year. And uh, basically, that's it. He's out. Kemi Badenoch got rid of him. So you sit there and you just go, what? Absolute pure politics. Well, you know who it is. His name is um, Henry Staunton. I hank to his friends because he called me and he let me know that he's out of a job. And did I know anybody or anything that can maybe help him out? And I said, no, sorry, you're tainted goods now. Anybody that's been with the post office is tainted. You know what I mean? Steve used to work for the post office. He wouldn't, he wouldn't go to get a job on the sack, would he now? I have years ago, many years ago, for a short while, yes, yes. He well, might get a job with every. Every. Oh, no, hey, I've got something to tell you about that. We've got a very, very intelligent delivery guy, and that's going to be his nickname on the show. We're going to get him to start. We're going to do some interviews with him, Stats, and we'll get him to come on, and he will be, he will be called the delivery guy. And yeah, see, that we, makes us sound like drug dealers, by the way. I've told you this. Well, shh, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, but we're not drug dealers. We're not into that drive sort of thing. an electric scooter. Hmm? Electric bike. That's drugs. Drive an electric bike. No. Nope. Pretty old, isn't it? No, 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 no. <laughs> what he does is he, like, sort of leaves the packages on the front door and then runs away. And then all his accomplices come and steal the packages because he's already taken a picture of them. Typical Amazon, yeah. Amazon trick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I, died, I uh, think everybody who turns up at your house, knowing that you are there, actually turns up and then runs like hell. <laughs> no, they're frightened. They're frightened of my dogs. 
And I shouldn't be talking oh, about my wife and daughters like that. But there you go. Oh, I've had it. I know. I, I know. Outrageous. Outrageous. I'm not going to edit it. Absolutely. I'm defensive. Mrs. Stocky and the other <laughs> lovely people who live in your household. I'm not getting involved in this at all. Okay. Well, that's I all right. I'll give you a massive wedgie for that one. I tell you. Mm. Okay. And what do you think about Trump? Is being fined, what was it, uh, $85 million? 80, $83 million, yeah. By that I mean, woman? He's been ordered to pay $80 million. It's not a fine, is it? He's been, hasn't he been sued, is it? He's been sued, oh, yeah. did, you, did you see the actual figure that the, the woman asked for $21 million? Yep. And the judge turned around and said, no, it's $83 million. And he just said, I, I've seen a report on it the other night, and he just said, he won't be paying it. No. He won't be paying any of it. But all they're trying to do is to get him to liquidate his assets. Yeah, yeah. Because he has to put something to the court while he appeals. So he's got to liquidate. He's just making it awkward for him all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And last one in the roundup here, Lawrence Fox, another legal one. He's lost his case. Two million pound high court libel battle against two men he branded pedophiles. As judge throws out his case, that he had been wronged by being called racist. So he was testing the law because people are getting fed up of being called a racist. Go ahead, Mark. Didn't he ask the judge to define racist and the judge couldn't? The judge couldn't. No, he's basically saying, so all these people who are being accused and prosecuted of this racist thing and blah, blah, under what? (laughs) Well, Mm. well, one of the actors in court uh, was Simon Blake, and a drag artist, Crystal. And Simon Blake was a former Stonewall trustee. So there you go. More lawfare, isn't it? Yeah. And they're just trying to stop people. There is a definite... So much in this country is going against white people. And I cannot begin, especially white Christians... I cannot begin to say how stupid the British are for allowing all this crap to be going on. But there you it go. will turn around, I am sure. Oh. Did you see the foreign-born police officer video I put in the group before? Oh, Jesus. Who the hell does she think she and is? She's telling people from the church you can't sing songs, religious songs, unless you're in the church. Yeah, like probably a few miles away, that hideous racket's coming out of the mosques. And they're so praying they're, on the um, streets. Yeah. You know, no, 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 no. Why, why, why do they give way? The Muslims in this country who follow Islam represent 6.7% of the population, That's give or like. take. Okay? And it could, be, it could be slightly higher. Depends. Well, I'm going by the, the official figures that we've got at the moment. Now, they have managed to get... So many mosques built. They've managed to get halal meat into how many schools in the country? It's not really halal, though. Well, what is it? it it's still partially stunned, so therefore it's not halal. Oh, is that it? Yeah. 80, I think it was the food hygiene people. So about 84% of it's like still stunned. Okay, all right, okay. Well, I, I mean, I stand corrected. I mean, you know, go ahead, Trevor. Now, I'm going to have to be very careful with this one because we might get a, a, a fatwa issued on us on this one. A but fatty what? A fatty what, because the Italians have actually got it to a T. As you said there, Jonathan, about the mosques, there are no mosques in Venice. Yeah. And so what's happened is that the, the governor of Get Venice has said, that's fine, it's not a problem, and is allowing the Muslims to actually pray in the streets <laughs> let's see if your carpets are magic there baby <laughs> there you go steve's looking very puzzled there yeah steve's gone sleep he's not he didn't quite get that one well i think you already know what the feelings are and just to just a quickie this has anybody got any updates on what's going on in texas with the border yeehaw texas <laughs> And they've been ordered to take the, as Biden's administration uh, won the, the, the case to, to take the uh, border defences down. Yeah, but yeah, the, the 20 years. Go ahead. More up. 
Yeah. Oh, no, no, he, he, he wants defence, Steve. It was a wall what he built, wasn't it? It wasn't defence. Yeah, well, same thing. Well, under the, the American Constitution, the Texans have the right to defend themselves and defend the border. The pen is just dropped. just got it. <laughs> Sorry, go on. There it going tick tock tick. Go on. No, he'll get he'll get that on the he'll get that on the playback. I'll you get it on it. the edit. All right, it's that it's that laughing on the playback. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, all right. But they have the right to defend themselves, and the government actually are supposed to defend their borders. It's a constitutional thing, and to protect the people of the United States. If he's not doing his job properly, then the president could be impeached. The Texans have the ability to protect themselves through the law because they're constitutionally enabled to do so. Now, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I think they believe they've used emergency legislation for an invasion. It looks like one, doesn't it? Well, it is. And, um, mm-hmm. But you see, the thing is, they can come down, they can take the wire down, but then the Texans are legally able to put the wire back up. That's exactly what they're doing. What does it benefit? It's just showing uh, showing Biden up terribly. Anyway, you know, on, on that note, that reforms um, policy on the the immigrant centre in the country is that the same thing that you need to to start to, to call a national security risk. Yeah, they are. The, the, this exactly government. The, this exactly government. The same policy. Well, it's it's mimicking what's going on in America, but at least America have got a codified, you know, constitution, which they're quoting at all times, and especially at Congress. Uh, but what do we have? We just have a government that are just ramming all these immigrants. You know, uh, into- we, we still have a constitution too, John, and I think this codified thing's a bit of a myth because so what if it's codified all in one document? It still stands, even if it's spread over a thousand. So the governments are protecting us, and they're no. not protecting the people. No, and that's meant to be the role of the monarch, Correct. again, to get these people to do this. All right, well, I think we just keep a close watch on what's going on in America, because i got a funny feeling that it's going to have a knock-on effect over here. Oh, there's yeah, other, definitely. There's other, yeah. With that. Yeah. there's other states getting involved, offering to 26. send 26, 26 of them. Yeah. No, I'll I go think, with it. You know, I'm going to be honest. I think this could be the start of the breakup of the United States. Yeah, I don't see any way back the way the the way the Democrats have behaved and what they've done. Oh, they they are the most corrupt bunch I've ever come across. There's no going back from this. There, there's it's no two worst. ways about it. They are corrupt, and I, I'm not sure who is the bad guy over here. They all seem to be the bad guys, yeah, and that takes us on to the national. And the national, I'm putting forward here is and i have to actually give the bbc a compliment here because what? i did, i know i know mm-hmm. i have to i, I have I'm to not, yeah. because for the first time when they did when they did their show on the sunday which was formerly the andrew marr show and it's now laura Koonsberg, they actually did a poll of 50 no sorry a focus group of 50 individuals and they mixed them Labour, Conservative, people that are going to vote Conservative, people that are going to vote Labour, and they did a mix. And like anything, when they do these focus groups, they have you know somebody in a room, the you know group of them, maybe ten of them, and they have somebody hold up a picture, and they ask them what their first thought is when they see the picture, and they did it, and they showed a picture of Rishi. Oh my God. So the comments that were coming out, they were all honest. And what the BBC called it, what Laura Koonsberg called it, was, um, they, they said, what did they call it? Focus on public trust in politicians. And LK called it Britain in a room. And they started asking the questions. So they showed a picture first of Rishi to a group of people. And the comments were negative. Well, I think there was one one positive. And then they showed a picture of Starmer. And again, the comments were mostly negative. So it was going to show that there is no faith or trust in either of those people to get a job done. There isn't reform. 
Well, they didn't they didn't move on to those subjects. They were just discussing mainly the main parties. Go ahead, Mark. I'm going to give them a sarcastic round of applause. The BBC for needing polls and a focus group to come to the conclusion that our politicians are totally useless out of touch liabilities. I think a lot of people have known this for a while. I mean, when I was campaigning for the local elections last year, I spoke to loads of Labour voters, and they were all telling me that Starmer's the, well, I'm going to say it, the charisma of a turd. Yep. And, he, and he's a flip-flop policy, and he doesn't represent the working class. Yep. And they're all calling him a Tory. But, like this focus group, they all still want to vote Labour. I, I understand that the party isn't bigger than... Uh, the party's obviously bigger than the man. Yep. But many on the left should be just as annoyed as we are, I think, yep. on the other side. I mean, only time will tell, but it looks like some on the right are actually considering or going to vote differently. Mm-hmm. Now, I think the only thing stopping some people is obviously it hands the Labour power. But I think the people on the left need to do the same now. I think it's no good just saying, blaming every Tory for absolutely everything and arguing between each other and calling everyone fascists and capitalism to blame and all this, because it actually misses the point that the top brassy in the establishment from both parties don't have our best interests at heart. No, they don't. So these ideological buzzwords, are, they're not really helpful. You can't really just blame capitalism because, well, what is that now? I reckon it's better to pinpoint the actual problems and try and fix them. Yeah. So to me, I just see it being a mix of capitalism and socialism. And it's the globalists will use, this, for example, they'll use the free market to create these monopolies and the corporations. Well, that's basically corporatocracy, isn't it? You know, big bank bailouts, huge wages as bonuses, exploiting the national treasuries and national resources. I just think, and then they'll use these socialist woke policies like the SG scores and the diversity, inclusion and equality to control everyone. Yeah. I think the left's problem is they're so obsessed with wealth and equality of outcome, they fail to admit and recognise the actual problem of a lot of this is the establishment and immigration. Yeah. A lot of our worries evolve from that. So I think what we need to do is stop this arguing and we need to break both these parties down and we need to unelect the people who are allowing our systems to be subverted and, and, and replace them and the political system which allows it. Well, We've these... got to make This is a good chance, this. I'll finish this. Good, this is a good chance to get rid of the Tories. But then we've got to do the same with Labour. Labour, yeah. We've got to change that. Because Steve... if anyone thinks in that party there for the working man, then they're not. Steve, go ahead. I don't think whoever gets voted in uh, this year is going to make a single iota of difference to the British people. I really don't. I actually think there's very little positive hope being put forward other than the main parties, as usual, putting out the same anti-Tory or anti-Labour rhetoric. And the public have seen enough of this and experienced enough of of all of this over the past 40 or 50 years, in my view. Mm Mm-hmm to um, be able to wake up, but I don't think the British people are ready to wake up to the fact that the system, the entire political system in this country, is just not working for the people Just not working for them at all. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, I'm going to be leaking in a few of reforms policies over the next few months. Okay. Um, Because... Again, remember UKIP when UKIP around they put out a manifesto in 2015 stroke 16. Great manifesto. It was a fantastic manifesto. Mm-hmm. And even the critics actually agreed it was probably the best manifesto ever written. The ideas in it were superb. And I mean, at the moment, they've, they've just announced now, reform have just announced, I should say. Uh, well, not, they've not just announced, it's been there a while. But as regards the NHS, as I've said to you before, they're going to they're going to pay to retain the what what normally happens is that you get your nurses and your doctors they 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 get the best teaching methods over here, so they they basically learn they they pass and then they leave. That's yeah, what they go happens. private. They go private. They go, they go private, and they also go to Germany. They go to Australia, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And dentists and do that the, as well. Yeah, and one of Reform's policies to keep them there is that they're going to pay, you know, because they accrue debts of about 100000 or something like that over these five-year periods when they're training. Mm-hmm. So one of Reform's policies is to um, to pay 10% per year of that debt. They'll just say, right, don't worry about your debt. We'll pay it off 10% per year. Whatever your debt is, 10% per year. 
and that retains them for 10 years. Yeah, got you. Simple. Great. And anybody that returns to frontline, it's got to be frontline nursing, the nurses that have left, the doctors that have left, if they come back to frontline nursing, they get three years free of tax. Three years. That's another good idea. Not a that's good idea. To retu- that's to return to the NHS. Well, you actually hit on something because within the program and within these, uh, you know, the focus group findings, hospital and GP wait times were a massive subject. COVID, the exposure of hypocrisy within the Conservative government, and they were saying that politics was broken, whoever is in power, which validates what Steve was saying. Now, remember now, this was just 50 people. And then the other big thing that came across when you were listening was nobody thinks that this is a good country to live in anymore. They don't think, you know, they think, well, what are we doing? You know, you're living from hand to mouth each month waiting for that paycheck to come in. You know, and wondering if you're going to be able to, this is what I think, what what did they say? Wondering if you're going to be able to feed your kids or something like that. I can't can't remember. Or it might have come from somewhere else which was connected with it. But Steve, quickly, and then over to Mark. Yeah, the other week I actually said uh, the best thing that people can do now uh, in reality for themselves and their families is to start and put a plan together whereby they can try and take care of themselves as much as they can. Uh, So where possible, I know some people can't for various reasons, but where you are able to take care of your own health as much as you can, your finances, and look at all of the options of being uh, self-supportive, including your security for your home, all kinds of different things. Because you're not going to get a policeman out, are you? Well, it doesn't matter whether it's health or security or crime or anything in reality. The bottom line is now it's it's down to yourselves because in in this country now, at every level, I don't think the people can count on... Uh, the services to be there for them when they need them. Well, that's exactly Um, what Texas is fighting for over in America. Exactly the same principle. Well, that's right. But the thing is, John, what I was going to say as well is uh, I'm actually now hearing people take the view that they don't count on any level of services from uh, the government, from central governments right down to all local services, and they just try and do the best they can now to look after themselves. I'm not advocating that in one sense, although in another I am, because uh, that's that's how I look at things now. Okay. Uh, and increasingly, people are realising that the system, in reality, is not actually there for them anymore. No. I mean, try and get appointments, try and, and get it, hospital appointments or anything like that. You know? And that also goes along with the conscription a call when people are just turning around saying, no, I'm not going to fight for this country because you're treating me like dirt. Go ahead, Mark. I think again, um, you've got to pinpoint the actual problems. It sounds like people like reform are actually doing that. So I think now it's time for those who aren't happy on the left and in labor to break away and do something similar. Because I'm sorry, but the establishments have not got our best interest at heart. It's only the hedge funds and the banks and the big corporations they care about. Wait till they get into power and they're receiving all the benefits and the money. They'll be the same as the Tories. They'll go native. Trevor had a good point. He talked about the UKIP manifesto, and it'll be the same with reform. They'll never come after the manifestos and criticise them because they can't, because it make good sense. What they'll do is they'll use all the silly buzzwords, call them all names, you know, to make their argument not, you know, don't hold as much weight. Or the buzz sentences like, there's always more to do. Yeah, I just think it's pathetic. Another big word, kleptocracy. Basically, we're being robbed by our own government here. Yep. You're and being treated everyone like arguing, it. not fixing it, is it? No. So I like the way reform have looked at the problems and they're trying to fix them. We need some competition on the left now to try and get these establishment parties gone. And yeah. do you know what? If it ends up with, I don't know, say nationalists and socialists, whatever you want to call them at the end, fighting it out, then, then let's do that. Let's get rid of these globalists. Okay, well, let's, let's try... I move on to something local because you're talking about the same thing. You're talking about the same thing. Anybody want to go for that? Mark, do you want to open this one up? Cheshire Live? There was a story in there. Yeah, again, local councils, they just do what they want, don't they? So we mentioned about the uh, Cheshire East Council looking at, um, was it parking charges? Increasing the parking charges. Not by a little bit. By about four times, isn't it? I think it was like £1.60 to £4 something. But the funny thing here, again, like the council tax, where you're meant to get a referendum 
they don't listen to you anymore. They don't care. They'll just spend your money however they please. I believe there was 8,000 people signed. Yeah, that's right. 8,000 residents. I believe 27 in- people spoke at a meeting, including councillors, and all but three of, them were, were, three of them were for it, and the rest were against. And they've took absolutely no notice. They do not care, and they will do what they want. And it's yeah. all to raise money because they're not very good at balancing the books. Well, you, you saw a picture on there, and the signs say, cut your wages. Don't put up our costs. And yeah, well, what was the first thing Cheshire West did? Give themselves a pay rise. We yeah. should look and see if Cheshire East did the same, maybe. Well, this is the thing, you see. You know, this is all about self, self, self. Yeah. And then the next thing they'll do is they'll blame, you know, they'll blame the government for cutting back, you know, on, on things. I mean, the government are guilty of a lot of cuts. I mean, they've cut, they've cut military spending by up to 30% over the last how many years? So, and they're wondering why we haven't got an army. And then they're sending out the vibes that we need people to sign up. So I'm just going to put this one to bed. I know it's off topic, but there'll be no need for uh, anyone to be prescribed to the army. It's all divide and conquer, scaremongering. Yeah. It's that's the hypothetical bollocks. All the people arguing online and in the pub, who's a coward for not going and fighting, are not going to be sent anyway. It's going to be the cannon fodder, the young kids who probably don't really know why they're being sent. It was our armed for, uh, our establishment that's reduced our armed forces and put people off joining with this diversity crap. One fact, March last year, there was a negative net flow of personnel. More people left the forces than joined. The intake was 11,000, while the outflow was 16 and a half. If that carries on, well, I don't really need to explain that, do I? And it's a distraction, isn't it, from the fact we started a little fight with some jihadis, give them a little, thought we could give them a little slap and shut them up, yet they turn around, kicked us in the balls, yeah, and, we yeah. looked, and we looked daft. Now the US military is saying, pull your weight, because they'll be doing their, the most of it down there. Oh, yeah, they'll be ca- yeah. lifting, the, lifting the heaviest. I Go see ahead. straight through this, mate. Go ahead, we'll Steve. Low, maybe. <laughs> sorry. Um, topic. I know personal. we were going off it. It was a, it was a local, and I, I'm sorry for that, but it was just something that um, came to mind. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, yeah, well, I just want to stay with that if I can. Um, my own view is that right now, um, I think the world is, is in a very, very precarious place, and also... Uh, the the narrative from government. I mean, it was Grant. Was it Grant Sheps? Uh, he gave a speech a, a good few weeks ago, talking about you know we've got to rally round and uh, we've got to sort of do the things against Russia and uh, we've got to sort of. No. I don't know. I, I find it all odd that these narratives and the this rhetoric is coming out because, I mean, if you go back about eighteen months, twenty months or so, or thereabouts, we were talking about. Uh, the fact that the country has no uh, strategic plan and all its key areas of responsibility, whether it's health or education or And you can see that at like local that. level as well, because all they oh, want right, to do right, is just increase prices. Right through the system. And the point I'm making is, um, you know, if something did happen, uh, we're just not prepared anymore. Um that's because we're led by politics. donkeys. We've got Steve. We've got we've got terrible people who have absolutely no brains between those ears of theirs, who are leading us. Well, you know? there's a, a, I'll just say this quickly before Trevor comes in, if I can. I was speaking to a neighbour a couple of days ago, and uh, we had a, quite a lengthy conversation, and he said we've... Um, he said something that we've said for quite some time. Uh, as a nation, we've lost our identity. Um, people don't speak to each other anymore. He said a lot of things that we've been saying for past three years and, and longer. Um, but in reality, we have no guidance. We don't know what we're about anymore. We don't actually know what we're defending. Well, as a we do. Because it's the people that we've left in charge don't. You know, that's, that's it's what I'm sick saying. of it. Absolutely say, sick of it. When I say we, I'm referring to the leadership or lack of. So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying, uh, Trevor. Yeah, I mean, while we're on this subject, I'm just going back to what Mark said earlier on, that we shouldn't be worrying because we're a little bit, you know, past this now. And I've just had an idea because my mind churns and it works things continually. And I'm thinking what we can do is we can go down to Dover or something, we can start this uh, this little unit ourselves, you know, all old gentlemen. And I've just written a song. I've just written it while we've been chatting there, been listening to Steve. And we can, we can do this... Um, you know, Who do you think, think you are you kidding, are Mr. Sunak? No, Putin. Yeah. See, now, see, that's because Jonathan's got a musical mind like me. 
So he got the same tune then. Yep. Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Putin? And we can defend it at Dover. In fact, while we're there, we can stop some of the dinghies as well. Yep. Get a little air out. the nearest thing we've now got to an armada. Oh, and we've got two big aircraft carriers, but we haven't got any planes to put on them. Unbelievable. That's only a technicality, that. Oh, yeah, of course it is, you know. We've just got to magic up some money. Let's, we I've do seen that. a meme the other day with Adolf Hitler stood there with, um, I was going to say, Stammer then. Hossage <laughs> fella. He's back up low. Yeah, and he stood there and he said, why didn't we think of dinghies? <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. It's about right, isn't it? Do you know, again, that... Um... They're not quite telling the truth. So I've, me being me, I've looked at all the figures on this. That's why you're stats and we love you, stats. Yeah, well, Europe, we you, we we're looking at ground forces because if you're going to be conscripted, it's not going to be, you're not going to be flying an Apache, are you? Let's face it, you're going to be cannon fodder. So I'm looking at ground forces and Europe's alone are four times bigger than Russia's. If you add America into it, it's five times bigger. Mm. Russia are literally struggling a bit against Ukraine. They're in trench warfare. They're bogged down. They haven't moved for a year. I think they're just waiting to see who runs out soldiers first. I'm sorry, but <laughs> US Air Force is double the Russians. They've got four times the tonnage of Russian ships in the Navy, 10 of the largest aircraft carriers. It's, it's Apaches. They're not Apaches. You're going back to the beginning of, uh, the beginning of America, aren't you? Because them Apaches, the, them, the Indian fellas, they were fighting for years against the Yanks. Yep. <laughs> it's just... There's no living in TVs. There's, there's just no need for anyone to be called up. No. There yeah. really isn't. No. They've got plenty of play, and that's not including the likes of Japan and Australia and Canada and all the others who join in too. So I'm sorry, but no. We should get those kids that are so good on these video games and get them flying the drones. Get them flying the drones. Get over there. Go get them. Yeah. That'll be good. And say, and we'll give you 10 out of 10 for your homework, and we'll award you A levels, and you won't have to do any work for them. Just kill those people over there okay thank you very much the mooty tutors are doing that at the minute aren't they we've got some of them uh what's it called flying things everywhere drones, drones. look is it, their drones are forty thousand dollars or whatever and then we shoot them down with a missile worth a million we're not thinking this through are we why don't we make drones a little bit cheaper, cheaper? shoot their drones down with our drones and yeah. go ah we've got no all the we, you know it, it's because they want to actually make a lot of money for the arms companies. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm making, I'm at fault for this, but we, we just come up with too much common sense. I mean, obviously, I'm the one that, you know, keeps putting it out there. But this program, this podcast comes out with just too much common sense. Oh, yeah, we're ahead of the pack. We're, we're ahead miles of the pack ahead. on a lot of things. We're miles ahead of them. I'm just wondering if we could do a hookup with the Chinese. <laughs> well, yeah, why, why, why? I'll get on to it next week because I'll because be nipping that dinner in Asco. We love their food so much. Why don't we start fitting canal boats with torpedoes as backup and things like that? <laughs> because there's, there's nothing on the canals to fight. What are you going to do? They might sneak up. Well, yeah, submarines. Yeah. <laughs> Hi there, we're going to board you. We're going to take you over. <laughs> yeah, but we're just a retired couple. Doesn't matter. We're in a war. <laughs> we are canal pirates. <laughs> 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 well, all right, give us your bacon <laughs> and some of your eggs as well. Come on, Arr. Arr. anyway. Oh, your flag. Oh, your flag. I can't, I can't be bothered following any more of that now because it's going to be moving off topic. We were talking about, we were talking about Cheshire East. I mean, gosh, I think we well, just park is the next thing. We're on World War Three. That's Cheshire right. East have got a lot to answer for. It's, it's. It's a powder keg. It's going to go off. You know, <laughs> people people in Cheshire East are going to start enforcing themselves. They're going to actually buy weapons and they're going to go to the council buildings and they're going to go say, lower those parking charges or die. Yeah, well, there you go. You don't think so? No. I've well, got I, I, I can see an old age pensioner saying, I want more money. <laughs> Give me more money. I've six. I've seen six pensioners this week going around Kleshnikovs in Warrington. <laughs> He's coming. I'm telling you, there's going to be a revolution. Is that the Latchford six? <laughs> well, they are the Latchford birds. Yeah, there was the Latchford. Uh, 
What other option have they got though, Trev? They got ignored in petitions. You got ignored with protests. They you ignore ignored. you when you speak at the meetings. Ignored by yeah, government. What, 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 gets me though, it is. what gets me though, Mark, is you said, we want a public consultation. And then you consultate with them mm-hmm. and they completely ignore you. But it's it's one of those, then, as I say, them consultations, it, the, you, they can't lose. They give you um, one option and then a slightly different option, which is basically the same. It all fits what they want. There's never a, no, we don't want it at all option. I must say that over the, over the years, over the podcast, that Warrington seems to lead. Yeah. Warrington does definitely seem to lead. They've got the biggest guests. I had this discussion, yeah, about many, many, many moons ago with um, Rusty Nail. They've got the biggest idiots for MPs. Oh, haven't we? And I'll tell you, I've just changed my name on there, whether you can see it or not. I've just changed it now. And you've got Rusty Nail there. How do we regenerate our um, town centres? Oh, God. I mean, parking charges helps. Yeah, <laughs> knock off the yellow lines, allow people to park for half an hour while they can nip to the shop. Yep. Stop charging them in the car parks, and you you flood the town again. It's not difficult. Oh, we can't do that. We've it's not rocket look. science. It's not difficult, is it? But what's happening is now, and and on this one that I just wrote down earlier on, um, if I can find it. Uh, the, 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 this other uh, buff, this baboon as as was on about two baboon podcasts. or buffoon? No, a baboon. The ones with the red bums, the councillors again. That sat down there doing nothing for years, and that's why their bums have gone red. Yeah. And he said ah. the recommendations um, are very much preferable to the alternative, which might include reducing expenditure across the highways. Hang on a minute. Do we not pay car taxes and other taxes to cover the highways? Correct. Without parking charges, and what we what we already pay at extortion at taxes anyway. And uh, another one of the baboons, he turned out and said, "If Nantwich pays, then it's only fair that everyone pays." No, 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 no. Hang on, I've got this incredibly new idea. No one pays. <laughs> if nobody's paying, then why is Nantwich paying? If you actually look at it another way around, well, stop Nantrich from paying instead of absolutely penalising everybody. And it's I've got nothing an even, I've, I've got an even better idea. Get nothing rid of all the, the all the councillors, that layer. Get rid of all of them. Pay somebody a little bit more to do the job properly to run the towns and the councils. Oh. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, people who might run businesses, well, like Donald Trump did in America, maybe. Yep. Well, what you're talking about is actually elected representative listening and engaging with the public, which, as we've discussed in many formats, all of us, in, and Trevor over there in Wellington in particular, um, and on occasion myself here in Chester, um, I'll give you an example of how ineffective things really are in the political world, and this, this is aimed purely because it's fact that the Labour group in Chester, or elements of it, formally. And uh, I was going through some old paperwork and sorting stuff out and things like that the other day, and all the stuff from uh, various things of my campaigning days and various things, I was going through it all. And uh, I came across a letter that the group I had running in Blaken, which was sent to a Labour councillor, we sent it to three councillors actually, and we sent three letters to Blaken councillors of the day, inviting them to attend a meeting which we were going to hold on uh, so, some affairs of the local community and ask them to provide some answers and engage with us. And the community group that uh, I was involved in and set up, and we'd done lots of things, we wrote to three councillors. And a week or two ago, I was going through all this paperwork and just having a look through it again. And I came across one of these letters, which was sent by recorded delivery to a former Blake and Labour councillor. And it, when it arrived, it was simply written on return to sender. And it came back to me and I opened it a couple of weeks ago. And that letter remained sealed and unopened, which was sent to a Labour councillor over eight years ago. And the point I make is that letter could have contained 
some very serious matters regarding to people's safety or their welfare or a Blaken residence yeah. desire for serious help on serious matters could have contained uh, uh, information or a request or a communication on anything. And that letter remained unopened for over eight years. And it said, return to sender. Return to sender. Yeah, it just came back, Trevor. And I've opened it just last week. Return to sender. Uh Uh (laughs) Knew that was coming. (laughs) Okay, well, you know what else is coming. (laughs) There you go. Steve, no excuses. Get to the bar. We ask you every week and you find every excuse not to do it. Not to go to the bar. Trevor, Peroni? Peroni? I want a Peroni. please. Yes, thank you. What would you like, Mark? I'm not going. No, I'm likely to pass out. Uh, I'm not going. So that's it. So uh, there you go. You can't even muster the strength to go to the bar. No, he's opened his wallet before and passed out. I've seen him. (laughs) I was the price of a Peroni. Well, talking of my wallet... This is the state of it. Can you see it? Look, it's fallen to bits. Oh, my this God. This is how the moth that must that? have escaped last time when I opened it. That's, that's a mummified moth. That's why. That, that, that moth there looked like an Egyptian mummy. <laughs> that wallet never leaves the house. <laughs> right, okay. Well, come on. Shout outs, shout downs. What's going to go? Who's going to go first, Steve? Make it quick. Yeah, I will give a shout down, actually, to the ludicrous television interview that I saw earlier this evening. Well... Sir Keir Starmer visited Warrington and was asked about Warrington's finances and being £1.8 billion in the red. And if I remember right, he said, yes, I'm worried about Warrington too. And he made reference to other councils across the country struggling for finance and the lack of finances from government, etc., etc., but made no reference whatsoever to the incompetencies of the Labour-run Warrington Council. Over to you, Trevor. Was our MP with him, uh, Steve? Uh, uh, you know, uh, she has a striped T-shirt on normally, and Nicola wears Charlotte. Was she actually no. with him on that? I only saw Keir Starmer. How she missed that? How was she missed that? Big well, questions uh, to be asked here. Big, yes. big questions to be asked. Where was Charlotte? I mean, I've, I know I've asked it many a time, but I mean, like... when That's like she, asking, uh, where's Wally? Yeah, that's it. It's the same one. It's the same one. No yeah. idea, Trevor. I can't say. understand. I I will not understand why she was not there with the potential prime minister. I don't yeah. understand that. No, that's a me. Ma- massive rumor to start there. I will work on that tomorrow morning. No, me. And the thing I'm making here, the point I'm making is that they appear to sort of attempted to have uh, redirected the criticism or focus from Warrington oh, yeah. Council, Labour-led over to the Tories and funding issues for councils rather than the issues of Warrington Council's finances and the responsibilities of that being handled by the Labour Control Council. Yeah, for the simple reason, if, them, if I may just add to that, Steve, sorry, Jonathan, if I may just add to that, for the simple reason that every council is £1.8 billion in debt. Every council. Trevor, give every us a shout-out or a shout-down. Come on. What, me? Yeah. There's a bit of a quote. Well, it actually happened today. I mean, it's that awkward moment when the nurse is examining your testicles <laughs> and and she asks you to stop running your, your fingers through her hair. <laughs> oh, God. I'm laughing then. I'll do it again. That awkward moment when the nurse is examining your, examining your testicles and she asks you to stop running her fingers through your uh, your fingers your, through your fingers. her hair. We get it. I can't, I can't say without laughing. Sorry, you shouldn't should laugh at your own uh, your own quote. That happened to me this morning. Now, actually, <laughs> don't want to know. Too much detail. Get lost. Get lost. Mark, what are your shout outs and shout downs? Shout oh, down wow. that man. You're talking about me being being a bad guy and talking the way that I do when I call myself slob of the slot. Listen to him. He is gob of the slot. Vulgar oh, these two, aren't they, Stephen? <laughs> now, I'm going to do a. Well, I do a double shout down to Sir Flip Flop. Yeah. For going to Warrington and blaming the conserv- fake Conservatives, sorry, for um, Warrington Council's bad management. I just wonder who they're going to blame for local government when they're in government and they're in local government. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. On, the, on the subject of flip flops, that reminds me. Like my parents got me uh, a pair of flip flops at Christmas with matchbox, ca- matchbox cars glued to the bottom of them. 
absolute cheapskates. You will get Steve again in about five minutes. Uh, that's like that's, that's like I told Freddie this joke the other day. My son, I just said to him, "I went to I went to an aviary, and I went to buy some bees. Sorry, not an aviary. I went to but yeah, and I, I went to buy some bees, and uh, I said to the guy, he said, "How many do you want?" I said, 12. And he counted them out, and he went, 13. And he put the extra in. I said, no, I said, I only wanted 12. And he said, 12 what? Bees. Bees. Bzz. Bzz. Bees. Okay. 12 bees. 12 bees. bees. And he counted them out, and then he put 13 in. And I said, I only wanted 12. And he said to me, that's a freebie. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Freddie just looked at me and just went, not funny. Not funny, Dad. <laughs> not if, he thinks, if he thinks that wasn't funny, I've got one more to finish off. Seems we're talking about flip-flops. Why don't cows wear flip-flops? Give in. Because they lack toes. <laughs> oh. Well, that's it. That's it. No, more, no more, no more for the grumpy old men of this podcast. Steve, say goodnight. No, I'll say goodbye. I'm a proper man. I don't do this goodnight business. It's a bit too touchy-feeling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a man. I'm Butch. My name is Steve. Try me. Steve Lactose. <laughs> Gazelle. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Steve. Oh, my word. Okay, Statsman. I'll be a proper man and say laters, Laters. guys. And a good farewell to our lovely listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, and I'm just going to say thank God that's all over. I couldn't wait for that to finish. I'll tell you what, Jonathan, that little clip you put on TikTok, is that flying or is that (laughs) flying? flying. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it? Actually, we're really doing well on TikTok, I have to tell you. Okay. I'll tell you what, we've got to get some of these snippets in and get them on TikTok ASAP. Oh, get some of these on. I worry about that. <laughs> because they'll either fly or they'll certainly die if one of the two. <laughs> Definitely not putting John's B joke in there, though. <laughs> <laughs>